Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in to the second hour of the show. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint as we come to you live from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia. Happy to have you with us here on this beautiful Thursday. And it is a beautiful Thursday. I mean, an absolutely gorgeous day. Look at it. Look at it. It's my favorite thing. One of my favorite things about the, those HGTV shows is during the reveal, they say, look at it like 37 times. I like to count them and average it out. <laughs> i tell you what. It, it Look at it because, geez, there goes that guy on that backhoe again. <laughs> There's been a guy that's gone by here the last couple of mornings on a backhoe, and it's been like he's in a drag race or something. <laughs> he's, he's, and, he's definitely doing thirty five forty down this road. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, um, his tires can take it if he hits a pothole, though. <laughs> it it's deceptively pretty out there because again it's sixty one. It is a little chilly, but we'll get there. We'll get there. It's it's, it's good weather to be outside. If you're going to be outside for a while, because you're not going to sweat. So you can get in the sun. It, it feels warmer than 61. Ah, on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, we have a guy who stood out in the sun for a very long time. <laughs> and I'm sure he enjoyed every bit of it. We have now retired legendary Cumberland University baseball coach Woody Hunt joins us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. We are so excited to have you, Coach. Thanks for joining us and taking some time. Yeah, glad to be here. Glad to have that y'all have me on today. Coach, um, I, I know that you're on the move today. Um, just um, enjoying retirement, I guess. it's It's got to be a little bit different for you, even though the season is over for Cumberland. In past years, I would imagine you would still be doing something baseball related either you know having end of season meetings with your team or or maybe trying to do some recruiting or or something it's got to be a different feel for you i would imagine these days well it is a different feel however i'm still doing normal stuff besides recruiting and just kind of the year in inventory and talking to players and this and that but yeah it's a very different feel it, it hit me after we were you know, it's a, it's a feel that I have to get used to, but you know, life goes on. You gotta you gotta adapt to each stage that life brings. 
I guess the question, Coach, would be what? Why now? Well, I've been at it a long time, but you know, this is my forty-third year at Cumberland. Forty or forty-one as a head coach. I'm not sure exactly which one it is, but you know, I'm seventy years old. We're seventy-one in August, so it's it's time age-related. And uh, you know, the grind has been hard, and it's uh, been good, but that's also it. You know, kind of takes a toll and. You're going to realize there's, there's got to be a time that you have to get out, and this is the time for me, I felt like. 1,600 wins, three national championships, two runner-up finishes. Uh, that's um, that that's a, a level that a lot of coaches aspire to reach. Over your tenure, you have and, – and ironically, it's been more recent – than early but over the over your tenure you have certainly seen some really good baseball teams and players come through your program and talk a little bit about the program that you built at Cumberland and and how special it is to you and and how did you how did you get them to that level well when I first started we were a junior college and uh, we were a very good junior college student uh, in the high school, four year status, and and the first season was eighty four. I think it was eighty four. Uh, but we we were good the first year because our our players that were in our JUCO pro- program stayed with us, and you know became the first four year uh, team. So we became very good because our players stayed with us, and we didn't have to re recruit everybody. And we made the transition pretty quickly, and it became very good very early on but the first two years we uh, 84 and 85 we wasn't able to go to any tournaments because we were in that transition status and back in those days you had to, ha- you had to set out two years of, of a probationary period not that we did anything wrong just because we were we were going from two to four year status so we had set out two years without any postseason play but those two teams would have would have probably done pretty well in postseason but so I, I credit that more than anything. Our junior college players stayed with us. We didn't have to re-recruit everybody. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a you know guys who knew they weren't going to be able to play in the postseason, and yeah. yet stuck with you as their coach. And I think that says as much about you as a as a coach and a leader as it does those those young men who stuck around as well. And I think that's uh, that that that's pretty special. Um, well, it, it it was, and you know, I didn't know that would happen. Some of our two year players at the time was was heavily recruited by four year colleges, and and so you know, we just they just happened to stay with us, and uh, they liked our program, they liked the school, and and it was a kind of an easy transition for us. But uh, and we and then we we uh, uh, I knew that. In order to to have a good four year college at the NEI level, you had to recruit junior college players because we ha- we had the junior college, uh, you know, experience, and we knew the the level of competition and the level of players that were in that in the JUCO ranks. So we were able to make that move, and in, in the following years, recruit a lot of JUCO players. And Preston, of course, too. But we had a combination of that uh, to make our program good from the very beginning. And coach, I, I guess through that transition, 
when you know that you've you've got to recruit Jukes and and you've just come out of the junior college ranks, did that make it easier for you to recruit those kids at that point? Uh, it it did, yes, it did because uh, I knew that the the talent level at the JUCO ranks were really good, and it, because we had had the experience there, and we kind of gave them a you know a look, come help us build this uh, four year program and. And because we had a vision to be the best we could be at the four-year program, and and we had played other four-year schools in this area, even including Division One. In the fall, we were able to play, you know, fall schedule back in those days. So our junior college team, we always competed against the four-year colleges very well. And so, you know, I, I knew what we could do because uh, I we had played the four-year colleges. I knew we wasn't far behind. If we could have a good recruiting years, we could we could you know, become good early, and that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. We're speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with retired Cumberland University baseball coach Woody Hunt. Coach, um, I guess one of the more exciting developments with the program took place here over the last few days as um, one of your former All-Americans, Aaron Wilkerson, is on the um, – opening day roster for Oklahoma City, the AAA affiliate of the Los Angeles Dodgers. I know, I'm not sure who's happier, you or Tommy Bryan, because I know um, <laughs> how, how big a Dodgers fan Tommy is. But, um, you know, to have, to have one of your guys that close to the majors, it's got to be a pretty big deal for y'all. It was, yeah. He was scheduled to go to Taiwan to play this year, and his wife got sick, and that was – This is closer, huh? <laughs> Yeah, a lot closer, and you know, and you know, he, he was—he's been in the major leagues before with Milwaukee, and then he—he—he uh, he got uh, uh, they didn't bring him back, or whatever happened with his contract. So, he so was he could have been in Nashville. Well, he could have been, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Milwaukee, yeah, yeah, he could have been, but uh, you know, he's with Dodgers now, a good organization, and I know he's happy to be there. And I know I'm happy for him. I think that. I think he'll get back to the big leagues because there's so many injuries now with big league pitchers, and they have uh, they carry more pitchers now than ever before. So, you know, he's got the experience at the big league level, and I hope he does well with the Dodgers now. Yeah, they just We're had, excited for him. They just had an injury with Dustin May, I think. But as you said, Coach, and particularly with everything that's going on with the pandemic and the shortened schedule last year and that kind of thing, I, I felt like coming into the year that – you know, arm care and that kind of thing was going to really be a big um, topic of discussion and, and something really to watch at the major league level this time around as you try to go back up from 60 games to 162. Uh, I, I don't know that you're going to be able to see guys go out yeah. every fifth day and, and pitch into the sixth or seventh, that kind of thing, as as we did pre-pandemic. I mean, as again, with your experience as a coach, what would your expectation be as far as that goes? Well, I think that the, the, the major league pitching staffs are going to be revolving doors all year. They're going to bring people up and down a lot, and uh, I think they have a rule that they can do that a little bit easier now because of the pandemic, and I think that, you know, injuries occur so so much now. Uh, pitchers don't extend themselves as starters. You have to have uh, at least two or three pitchers, at least three pitchers available every night. And so with that, I think you're going to see a lot of changes and a lot of guys uh, come up and go back down. And I think it's 
I think Wilson has a chance to get there again because of that reason. I think uh, the 2020 year was one that was unlike any other, and especially for someone who's been around the game as long as you have, Coach. How how difficult was it to make uh, to kind of weed through last year and and even get to this year? Well, last year was tough, you know, from personal standpoint with the COVID. Our season was canceled basically from the very after a few games, and it was very tough on the players, very tough on the coaches and the school, and everybody had the same problem. You know, the the, the problems that COVID brought on was universal. We just had them a little different way, maybe, but uh, it was uh, tough. Tough for our team, uh, you know, tough to. And we came back in the fall, and we had we had to do. Uh, practice sessions a little different than we normally do because of the COVID regulations. And then we get to the season of 2021 and we had the same issues with COVID. We couldn't, you know, in fact, we had two weekends we, we lost because of COVID. We lost practice time because of COVID. So it's mm-hmm. been very difficult on the players to develop a rhythm or a certain routine of playing and practicing. Uh, been very tough. And, you know, it's just been a tough year for everybody. And, Coach, one of the things that we've talked about periodically, particularly at the college level, is with everybody getting an extra year of eligibility, you know, kind of the log jam that is being created on various rosters and, you know, the the bottleneck that's going to come out of that with kids coming out of high school and kids coming out of junior college and, and kids hanging around you know, at both the junior college and at the four-year level, you're you're gonna there, there's gonna be a lot of athletes available and not very very many places for them to go. It would seem like. Yeah, it's it's a tough time. You know, it's uh, you know like the junior colleges they play this year and the players wasn't they they uh, wasn't uh, they played for free basically because the year didn't count for them so. If those guys go back to the junior college level, then then it's going to cost high school players a chance to come to the JUCO level, and and then we have a certain rule here: you can get your year back if you played in so many games and that type of thing. So you're right; it's going to be a bottleneck, and it's going to be uh, things built up over the because of COVID. It's going to take another two or three years, and maybe longer than that, to get things cleared out. Rosters are going to be full. Our players will will lose the opportunity to get a chance to play at at different levels because of COVID. It's just, it's really a hard thing to figure out now, but hopefully we can get through this because I'm retired, but the next, next two or three, <laughs> two or three years, I think it's going to take at least two or three years to, to clear everything out. Won't necessarily be your problem to deal with, huh, coach? <laughs> no, it won't. That'd be just another. Oh man. Coach Woody Hunt on the Parks and Motor Sales Hotline joining us here today. And coach, we appreciate what you've done for the game of baseball in in this region and the time that you've spent probably in Columbia recruiting some kids occasionally. Oh yeah, yeah, Columbia <laughs> State, yeah, and Columbia High School. Oh yeah, a really good area. Columbia is really good, a good baseball town. And 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 because of that, we we you know we really just wanted to get you on this show to express 
our appreciation for, again, what you've done for the game of baseball in this area and over the last 43 years at, Colum- at Cumberland University. Uh, we really appreciate it, and congratulations, and enjoy your retirement. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, and uh, it's just that time, and I understand that, and life goes on. So I appreciate everybody being so good to me in the middle, middle Tennessee area. It's been great. Coach, enjoy it. Okay. Thank you so much. All righty. Okay. Bye-bye. That was Cumberland University, retired Cumberland University baseball coach Woody Hunt. Um, three NAI national championships in a 10-year span, two national runner-ups, 12 trips to the NAIA World Series, 20 regular season conference championships. That yeah. ain't bad. Yeah, they, I mean, really, really impressive. I, I'm looking over some of their, let's just say that the list of uh, Cumberland players drafted in professional baseball is bigger than you think it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you could add one to it because um, there was a kid that transferred from there to UT, Oh. An, an outfielder who I think wound up going in the first round to Baltimore a few years back. I can't call his name off the top of my head, but um, Chris so. Smith. Yes, <laughs> it was in fact in the first round to Baltimore. Uh, that was in two thousand one, so a few years ago, Coach Mike. <laughs> it's been <laughs> maybe that's I why I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> I resemble that remark. <laughs> That's I was a sophomore in high school. Like uh, I said, maybe that's why I couldn't remember his name. But you, but, you nailed it. You yeah. got his name. You got the name, team, and the Rams. Well, I mean, that was a pretty big deal at the time because I believe that was also the year that um, Dewan Brazelton came out as oh. the number three overall pick from MTSU. So we had um, a couple of top ten a lot picks going that on that year. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, it, it's funny because one of the the junior college players drafted is uh, to the New York Mets. Quote Doc Holiday. Uh, it doesn't give a first name though, so I don't know who who he is. <laughs> I, I assume it's not Roy Halliday. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not no. clearly, but it's just funny because it's just just Doc. That's all he went by. All he, we don't even know his first yeah. name. He just put Doc on his uh, on his admission papers. I'm wrong on that. Um, Chris Smith was actually drafted out of Cumberland, seventh overall in that 2001 draft. Did he transfer? He from might have UT from UT to, to Cumberland. Yeah, but um, that 2001 draft. I'm sitting here looking at it. Joe Maurer was the number one pick overall by the Twins. Mark Pryor out of USC, former Vanderbilt pitcher. To the Cubs, Dewan Brazelton at three, Gavin Floyd at four to the Phillies, uh, Mark Teixeira out of Georgia Tech mm-hmm. to Texas at number five, and then um, Josh Carp <laughs> went six overall to the Montreal Expos. That guy. Yeah. That's so funny. Mark Teixeira from Georgia Tech to Texas. Texas. Yep. Chris Smith to um, Baltimore out of Cumberland at number seven. And I was covering the Nashville Sounds at that point. So the Pittsburgh Pirates at number eight draft John Van Benscoten out of Kent State. Mm. Van Benscoten led the nation 
in home runs that year for Kent State. Pittsburgh drafts him as a pitcher. Oh, of course they did. Exactly. And and nobody even batted an eye that had any knowledge of the Pittsburgh organization at that time because that was right or anytime in, since. That was right in line with everything they would do. Well, um, there were four Cumberland players drafted that year. That that just shows you how I mean that's crazy. You know, the moral to that story is if you can play, they'll find you. They'll find you. Yeah. So anyway. Let's take a break and keep talking some baseball. What do you say? That'll work. We'll talk Braves on the other side of a break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back in the Lee Company studio. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee. 